0: So welcome along again to another one of these introductions as we go through the Bible in a year. Hopefully you've been enjoying it all so far. Hopefully you've been finding the chronological version and the way of reading the Bible in a year helpful. And hopefully some of these little introductions will be also. I just happen to be at... An event last night and we were talking about the Bible, we were maybe looking at some of the confusing parts of it and we were trying to get the idea of, well, to read through the Bible. It's a difficult task, it's hard to do, it's long, it can be laborious in parts. There are parts that are confusing Uh, and there's no doubt in the mind, I'm not going to say this to the person or put words in their mouths, but I imagine in the back of your mind, even as I'm saying that, you'll picture the book of Leviticus that long book full of all kinds of rules and regulations or terms or and conditions I've heard it referred to as I've been looking into this research or the various ways in which all these regulations have nothing to do with real life or us now. And even to put it in a more biblical, theological sense, well, that sacrificial system that it's all based around and the priests and the temple and all those things, all of that's been fulfilled in the coming of Jesus Christ and his death and his fulfillment of the law. And so why do we even need to bother with it? Why why do we need to look at any of these things? Why even read the Old Testament? And what I've been trying to convey in some of these is the idea of, well, you, you can know a character, uh, pick your favourite series or your favourite uh, box set online on Netflix or wherever you get them, and there'll be characters halfway through and you'll be able to pick it up in Season 3 or Series 3 and you'll be able to watch the whole way through. And that'll be fine. You'll be able to get the story and understand it all. But you'll have missed a lot of the nuance and a lot of what has gone on before in Series 1 and 2. Which other people, when they've been in and been there from the start and followed all the characters through, they'll know the nuance, they'll know those little bits. And so that's a little bit about what Leviticus says at its base. A lot of these sacrificial systems, a lot of these laws, a lot of these requirements and terms and conditions or whatever way you want to phrase them all of these have been fulfilled in the person of Christ the coming and the life and the death and the resurrection of Christ but they all point to different aspects of the meaning of his sacrifice itself and so as you look through the likes of the offerings the likes of the sacrifices the likes of the ways in which they have to be carried out help point us towards or at least for us are a shadow of what was coming. The people at the time obviously looked forward to the coming of Christ, to the Messiah. We now look back and so we can read these and more fully understand the idea of who Jesus is and what he did and what he fulfilled and in a way be thankful that we don't need to carry out these requirements. It takes us to a deeper level of gratitude, if nothing else. And so at its base level, if that's what it is for you, basic sense, that's great. What we're going to look at for a couple of minutes though, as well as where it fits in with the Bible and the year and why it comes in at various parts. It's just a bit of an overview uh, and how we see it. The The meaning of the word, it's all to do with Levitical priests and the Levites. The title, and this is again the Interpreter's Bible, I use the Interpreter's Bible, the ESV Study Bible, uh, and a couple of other different things this time as well, just to try and get to grips with Leviticus. It's taken from the Greek and Latin versions of the Hebrew Bible, meaning to pray into the persons and the duties of the Levitical priests. And the priest and the Levite were a different type of person they were different in what they did and the rituals and the things they performed but it's based around the Levites and these Levitical laws of how they were supposed to um, how they were supposed to live how they were supposed to sacrifice how they were supposed to approach a holy God and that idea of holiness comes up again and again and it be holy for I the Lord your God am holy and so that's in the thick of it And we have to then look at it, and I'm not going to do this massively now because we only try to keep these introductions a few minutes long. You can look at this a little bit more in your own studies or go online or use your own commentaries or Bibles or whatever it might be. But in terms of the order of the Pentateuch, when I was talking earlier there about the people who find it confusing, find it difficult, it's often because we treat it as a standalone book. We treat this book of Leviticus as a a very difficult book mind-boggling book that will not really read even if you do the Bible in a year you might get through it Genesis Exodus because they're quite interesting and they're quite good but as soon as you get to Leviticus it's almost like it's a separate book and separate entity full of all of this stuff but it's part of that story it's part of this overall story of the Pentateuch right bang in the middle it is difficult to get through it's tough to get through but we need to treat it as a book in the middle of the Pentateuch. It's part of their story and so it means something to them and their identity and who they are. The interpreter the Bible puts it this way or contrasts it in this way. Imagine you found a book entitled Pontifical Ceremonies dealing with the main churchly rites that take place in the course of the, the Roman, Church, uh, Roman Catholic ecclesiastical year. It's a particular handbook or guide for those who are masters of ceremonies on such occasions. Only a specialist could be interested in its details. You may be picking up that book and having no previous knowledge of the Roman Catholic Church might well say that this document has nothing to do with personal and spiritual religion and include that all these rites are insignificant, they're meaningless. But then you might revise that judgment when you come to know what that service or what those rites mean to those who participate in them with faith and awe. And we need to approach. Now you can flip that in whatever way you want. That's just the way the Interpreter's Bible deals with it. You could flip that in any technical document or any document dealing with rights or dealing with maybe even a, a the what's the word for it? The like instruction manual for a car that a mechanic might use. There are documents which are used for particular reasons aimed at particular people, but will benefit the wider community. And this, in a sense, is what Leviticus is. It's this idea that it's for the Levites to help them and to help draw people to them and God to them. But it's also for this group of slaves who have been freed from slavery in Egypt. And it's about how they order themselves. It's about discovering a new ordering in and set against the old ordering of slavery within Egypt. Which they were told to do all kinds of things. And they were dictated to. And they were oppressed and rules and regulations and terms and conditions were forced upon them. And we only have to read again through the, the, the book of Genesis and Exodus to see the way in which releasing them from slavery itself was a new order of things. And so it's central to who they are when they stand out in the wilderness. So when they're going on this journey, it's central to God revealing them the new order of things and how that will be. And a new way of entering into God's presence. One commentator elsewhere, I can't remember who it was, talked about, well, this was a way of entering into God's presence, which was a reordering because Adam and Eve were taken and pushed out of the garden and could not enter in once again to God's presence. And the same way Moses, when he was receiving the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, as he came down and saw the golden calf and the people who weren't, able to enter into God's presence. They weren't able to enter in at that time because of what was going on. And so God is reordering what they're doing to show them essentially how they are to enter into his presence, his holiness as an unholy people. The uh, ESV puts it this way, the book of Leviticus is a further and deeper unfolding of the divine human relationship codified on Mount Sinai. On the one hand, it assumes that Israel is sinful and impure, On the other hand, it describes how to deal with sin and impurity so that the Holy Lord can dwell in the people's midst. It was a way to enter into his presence. It was a way to uh, enter in. It was a continuation of Exodus and this freedom in Exodus where the second part of Exodus is devoted to building the tabernacle, the purpose to manifest God's glory among the people. And then... After the construction of the tabernacle, it was about how they, as people, enter into his presence through these sacrifices and offerings. These offerings were uh, when you felt joy or elation, you came to offer and give thanks. When you sinned, you came in a specific way to God to say sorry and be forgiven of those sins. The various grain and the various other offerings that there were were all part of, wasn't just the when you have done wrong it's when you have been good when you are full of joy when you are thanksgiving this is what you're called to do as god's people but what is its relevance but actually before uh, that but i go on to what is our relevance today or the new testament relevance the first time we come across leviticus in the bible in the year if you notice was day 37 and so we were going through the book of exodus and this is where it's a continuation of exodus it's talking about the tabernacle. It's talking about Moses' commands and the instructions for new stones and all those kind of things in day thirty-seven. And then suddenly we jump into the law of the land and the sabbatical year and the year of jubilee in Leviticus twenty-five, uh, and it starts in actually day whole all of day thirty-eight. Is Leviticus all of day thirty-nine? Uh, not all of day thirty-nine. Sorry, half of day thirty-nine. Given uh, when it looks at items, when it looks at covenants and dedicated persons and things. And then it goes back into Exodus where Moses' face shines with God's glory and the tabernacle is built and the materials are given with people. So in this chronological way, we we drop in and drop back in and out of passages to see where they overlap. And again, that's happened. Numbers has been quoted a number of times already. Uh, We've had these instances where there are repetitions in the Torah to help and aid uh, a reminder of these things Uh, and so Leviticus has been in there and out of there a few times before we even get into the, the start of it as a book per se because there are overlaps. It's a continuation of what they've been shown as people through the book of Exodus and the tabernacle for God's glory. But what is it relevance today? Well, there are two approaches to this. The ESV talks about um, that sacrificial system of being ceased, but there is a a holiness code within it. And the idea of holiness, which deals with sanctification, in other words, this holiness or being made holy, affecting how one lives in a covenant community. And applying that same principle, so this was the holiness code, Affecting how they lived their lives or the people of Israel lived their lives in this covenant community of the Israelites in the wilderness. But equally applies to us in this idea of holiness and how we live our lives in a covenant community. Not telling us that we need to go through those laws and sacrifice and all those holiness codes as they put it. But it's the idea of there is a way of knowing the kind of moral conduct they say that are that is still either pleasing or displeasing to God. And so there's an idea where we can understand who God is and what God is about and how we are to relate to that. The um, Interpreter's Bible also deals with that and talks about, um, for light upon the Christian understanding of Leviticus, we turn to the New Testament to see it through the eyes of Christ and talks that the passage in Leviticus to which Jesus and the early Christian writers referred most frequently is the command in Leviticus chapter 19 verse 18 you shall love your neighbor as yourself for i uh, what is it i lost it. just for i am the lord and so there's a sense in which jesus uses these understandings of who god is and the principles behind these in the same way they referred to that passage the primary mission was that he came not to destroy the law but to fulfill it he told the lepers who he healed to show themselves to the priests and offer the gifts which Moses appointed, including the, the gifts and the offerings that they would have to. And even writers such as Paul and the writer of the book to Hebrews talk in terms of being the temple of the living God, the tabernacle of the living God, as he dwells with us in our midst. And the idea that we are symbolic of this and that what Jesus has done is symbolic of this by fulfilling these laws and showing that sacrifice in himself. So it's in some ways it's a book we don't have to read too much. It's a book that we don't have to look into in too much detail. Although it's good to see that because it foreshadows Jesus and his sacrifice. and What he will do. But equally it tells us about how God wants to order ourselves and us to order ourselves in light of his holiness and in light and being his holy community, his covenant community here on this earth. In some ways it might be quite interesting to read in light of our current society and culture that we live in because we are a separate people. In Christian terms, we are not seen in the way that others see. And maybe we should get back into Leviticus to see the heart of who God is and all that he seeks to do and the holiness he requires us to have in the midst of this people. And that's without even going into the Day of Atonement and the all of all of that i'll leave that for you we've gone on long enough hopefully it gives you a little bit of an introduction hopefully it helps you a little bit as you go through the book of leviticus if you have any questions again get in touch and let me know i will be happy to expand it a little bit more and look forward to going on to the next book um, as we continue in the bible in a year and in numbers every blessing and grace and peace